As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. All right, whew, we made it. Uh, welcome in, guys. It is 7.33 a.m. Thursday morning, June 2nd. Means it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, co-host and friend Scott Kennedy. Scott, how you doing this fine June morning? I'm doing just fine. Uh, doesn't quite feel like June yet. It's uh, still spring, still spring weather. Um, yeah. But the, it, we're already in June. I mean, the days are coming fast. Yeah. I feel like the first preseason games are in July now, so... Season's right around the corner. We'll be here before we know it. Yeah, we are, what, 98 days now until the regular season kickoff? 93 days until Iowa Hawkeye football? But who's counting, right? The, so uh, let's get say hello to some people coming in here on this fine Thursday morning. Actually, pretty pretty nice here to start off the day in Seattle. A little hazy, but uh, that's okay. Uh, Ethan coming in saying, good afternoon, gents in Broncos country. Good afternoon to you, Ethan. Hope you're doing well, and uh, hope everything's going well on your, on your side of the pond. Uh, sunny days coming in with the... Uh, the nerdy glasses guy, coffee cup, and the, you know, hang loose. Maybe, is that supposed to be me? I don't know what's going on there. Is that, am I projecting uh, what's going on, Sunny Days? Hope you're doing well. Good morning to you. Um, we have Klee coming in saying, is Browning responsible for the gas prices? Browning's responsible for, <laughs> there you go, there it is. <laughs> that, that looks exactly right. Um, you have to hold the coffee mug, though, on the in sequential order. It has to be that way all so right that's... well we're gonna act out the emojis then all right how, oh how man you guys seen... we need some dancing hippo ones. the other hand <laughs> um <laughs> nerdy guy coffee, coffee and then hang loose there I you know. go you nailed it perfect god <laughs> keep sending those in guys um but only as supers uh the, if they're supers then we'll do it um click coming in saying uh, is browning responsible for the gas prices um i think he's responsible for the gas prices uh newton i blame Fangio. <laughs> there we go. That's a, that's the good one. Uh, Mike Givens coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast fans. Go Broncos. Good morning to you, Mike. Hope you're doing well. We got JCBYO coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country with the coffee mug. Good to see you. US Dave's in the house. Go Broncos. Nicholas Lusion saying good morning, y'all. EJ's in the house too saying good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos country. Rob Bucksbaum. Good morning, Nick and Scott. My favorite MHH team. That's nice of you to say, Rob. We appreciate that. It's really nice of you. Uh, how would you rank the importance of the upcoming deals? Uh, so the impending free agents, I believe is what he's saying um, for uh, Russell Wilson, Bradley Chubb, uh, DJ Jones, Jerry Judy, et cetera. Well, et cetera makes it. So we're talking about the entire team, right? Like, uh, so let's just talk about these guys on here. Seems pretty obvious to me. Number one is uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, he's, you still have years of control left on him, which is, great um but i think you're gonna see him get a contract after this season i really hope he goes the tom brady route and this is just me being a selfish broncos fan but listen russ you have a lot of money and you married also into money sierra's you guys are gonna be fine 
Uh, so maybe instead of thinking, you know, I have to make the most money possible on this deal against the salary cap, maybe I'm thinking I'm going to make more money long term and help by helping my brand. So maybe I'll take a little bit less to ensure that my team is better. So that way I can get that right tackle. So that way I can get that additional wide receiver and uh, give myself a better chance to win Super Bowls, increase my legacy, et cetera, et cetera. I know that's a pipe dream, but I'm hoping for that. So Russ, number one, then Bradley Chubb. Then Jerry Judy, then oh, it's Draymond Jones. Draymond God, Jones. it's okay. It's honestly in that order for me. Um, Russ, Chubb, Draymond Jones, and Judy. So for most likely to least likely to get new deals, Russ is far and away number one for me. I would say Judy next, Judy or or Draymond next, and then Chubb last. I yeah. I, I, I could flip a coin right now on whether Chubb is. I would actually go forty sixty that he's even back with the team next year. I just, if you, I think we did this the other day, Nick, you asked, you know, does he come back? You know, my answer was, you know, no, if I have to guess right now, I don't think Chubb's a Denver Bronco next year, but you know, we'll see. It's people don't like taking pay cuts. So he's going to have to step up to earn the 14 or so that he's making this year. And you're not going to franchise him unless he goes out and has 20 sacks. Okay. If he does great, get him $25 million uh, on a one-year deal. That'd be great. He might not like it, but, um, you know, again, prove it for more than once. Um, Draymond is a priority. So Draymond should be a priority. So I'd probably go Russ, Draymond, and then Judy, and then Chubb for guys most likely as far as the priority going down the line. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm manifesting a great season from Bradley Chubb. Um, seeing him, you know, jolt. Uh, and it's just OTAs. It's one some reps, but, man, when he's healthy, he's a really damn good pass rusher. And uh, the power that he brings and just tenacity, he's he can be a good one for this team. So obviously, are they banking on him? Seems like no, uh, given some of the moves that we've seen here. But uh, alas, uh, we'll see how it plays out. We're hoping for the best for Chubb. He's He could be one of the biggest catalysts of this entire season for the Denver Broncos. Oh, and going real quick. Um, so Holy Divers is more than two minutes late and we all get free Broncos jerseys. Okay, let me know where to get in line and uh, I'll go get mine too. Uh, yeah. But Tommy on the on the Chubb thing, Tommy says, could he be a, on Chubb? Could he be a tag and trade candidate? I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> if he's worth a tag and a top five salary, it means he earned it and you want to keep him. Yeah. Um, unless he's so pissed off that he got tagged that he wants to move. But I don't think he's got the production underneath his belt that it would be something like Devontae Adams, where he's got a track record of four or five years that he'd be worth a hundred million dollar contract four years hundred million to somebody else so i think if you tag him it's because you he earned it this year and you want to keep him and show him to do it again unless he does it and says i won't play on this that that's the the only way that happens so i so i just talked myself into a big circle um if you tag him he had a good season and you want to keep him if he's a trade candidate it's because he he wants to force a move because he doesn't want to play on a one-year deal yeah I'm just hoping for the best for him because he is one of the biggest pieces for the Broncos this season. If Bradley Chubb plays like a top 10 or 15 edge rusher, your defense is probably going to be top 10 or 15 itself, um, given the other pieces around it. Uh, Last year, he was not himself, uh, but his rookie year, he had a pretty damn good season. Um, And also uh, 2020, he was pretty good as well. So hopefully he is healthy because he can't. He's And he's never going to be Von Miller. He's not Miles Garrett. He's not, you know, Chase Young. He's not that caliber of edge rusher. There's a reason he went five overall, not one or two, uh, but I still can be one of the better pass rushers 
in the league if he's healthy. But man, that is a that if is carrying a lot of weight because it's just not been the case uh, to this point in his career, at least consistently enough. Uh, XOXO, Mr. X and Dr. Science. Um, I feel like that that could be me and uh, my wife, Mr. X and Dr. Science. Um, Miss, uh, we have a super sticker coming in here. I'm not sure what the super sticker is because it says just super sticker for us. Um, but uh, thank you regardless for the 199 super. We really appreciate you uh, getting the ball rolling for us this morning in that regard. And make sure you guys are getting those in uh, because apparently we're going to be sending people out to uh, or people are going to be coming out to celebrate with us at uh, one of the games. So hopefully I can be there at the game. It might fall on a wedding <laughs> A wedding yeah, for me. The, the meet and greet is supposed to be like one of the prizes, and we'll hear more from it. Well, Chad, it's actually going to be just a quick announcement. It's actually going to be me and Zach tonight. Uh, Chad has a family obligation, so tonight mm-hmm. I'll huddle up. But next time we see uh, Chad, he will, and maybe Zach will explain it. What the the new the new incentive is for the giveaway for June for uh, Facebook stars and super chats, but it's going to involve like a VIP package for the meet and greet type of thing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's a uh... That'll be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, we can get out to there. But uh, I did not uh, have much of a conversation of when that's going to be. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to be there week one, though. So if you guys are making the trek out to Seattle, let me tell you, September 12th, that's a beautiful time uh, in Seattle. So if you're going to come out here, August and September, like believe me, that's that's when you want to come. So Luke comes in, says, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. And if uh, if we didn't say hi to Ethan, I want to also make sure to say, I'm pretty sure we did. I wanted to say thank you for the super thanks. Uh, we missed um, Ethan yesterday and he came in and, and, and dropped a super thanks, um, which is possible to do after the fact. We certainly see it. We certainly notice it and it certainly helps. So thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And uh, also we have... Uh... Dave Glassman coming out with the hearts here. Good to see you, Dave. Tommy Simmer saying Broncos for breakfast rocks. You rock, Tommy. Thank you very Double much. Bubbling in on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, thank you, Tommy. Uh, Daniel J. Height coming in saying hello from Florida, Fort Myers. Good to see you. Philip in the house. Uh, Philip Hagginson. Hope Hagginson. Uh, good morning, guys. I, I don't have my uh, pronunciation up to snuff. That might be Nordic. I'm not sure. Um, Lawrence coming in uh, with these stars. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Saying, Top of the morning to you, fellas. Ooh, we got a little Irish uh, in us today. March was a bit ago, Lawrence, but I hope you're well. Thank you so much for the support and the stars. Yep. Thank you, Lawrence. Top of the morning to you as well. And Travis coming in also. <laughs> Yeehaw, let's ride. Just heard Nick Wright bashing our Broncos country. What a hater. I, I, I couldn't tell you who Nick Wright is, honestly. I really couldn't. I don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it can make for decent content, you know, to say, oh, so-and-so says so-and-so about so-and-so. I just, I don't care. I don't care who Nick Wright is. So he hasn't, he hasn't come across my, my uh, timeline enough um, to really even know, or even know if he's worthy of listening to so far, it sounds like no, no. So I, I don't know. I don't care. So glad you enjoy it. Sometimes people, uh, you know, people make a lot of money to go out there to start the pot. It's just not my type of uh, type of content. Yeah. Nope, uh, not here for the shit takes. That's just, it's other people can enjoy that, whatever, it's fine. Um, but uh, you're absolutely right there on that one. Uh, we also have Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, Good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Michael? Michael, yeah, good to see Michael down there in Tucson. Uh, good morning, Broncos country. Go Broncos. John Fields in the house too, saying hello from Baltimore. Baltimore go, nice. 
Good day, fellas. Go Broncos. Yeah, and we had another one. And we uh, saw the stars. I wanted to hit this anyway, just because I I like the comment of uh, sticking with the chub. And then he came in with some stars after the fact. No problem, Travis. Appreciate the support. He says, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Hey, Scott, seen the Falcons bringing out the red helmets from the 70s, modernized, of course. They actually had the red helmets until uh, Jerry Glanville came in. I don't remember if that was 1990 or, or whatnot, but they had those for most of their existence. They look sharp. They really do. I, I like the I like the different. The red is just different than the black. It seems like everybody went black. Um, and uh, the red ones, they do look good. Uh, but is the Browning move to edge because of the uncertainty of Gregory and Chubb um, and being remaining healthy? Or is it because they feel that is a better fit for the defense? So that's kind of going to be the topic of our discussion tonight. We'll, we'll definitely get into several reasons for that. But, you know, part of it is, you know, Chubb was talking, you know, we know Chubb has had injury troubles. We know Randy Gregory isn't completely healthy. The other part of this is we know uh, Baron Browning battled injuries a little bit last year. And he talked about that yesterday at the podium saying, you know, I, I came in late basically and missed the, um, he call it, you know, the callousing of your body, which is basically, which I've never heard that before, but obviously, like obviously it. that was a term the way he said it. Cause he was like, as they say, that makes sense. You know, you condition. You get yourself in a game speed and you work out all those little niggles and you basically toughen yourself up. Instead, he was getting all those little nicks and injuries during the season and it held him back. So you start looking at all those. And that was kind of the point I wanted to make, Nick, when you were talking about Bradley Chubb. It's like, hopefully with all of these bodies, there's enough talent there. You can piece together at least two healthy edge rushers every week. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you should you should be able to do that with enough bodies there, but uh, a lot of injuries. So uh, we'll see how who's left remaining there. Uh, Scotty J saying, let's hope Russell Wilson's effect reaches Chubb this year. That would be great. Also, this is what we were going for when we started this show. Uh, we'll be listening about to start my morning drive. Awesome. Well, make sure you keep your eyes on the road and uh, at the stoplights. Maybe you can participate in the chat. No, just be safe. Um, be smart. Don't break any laws. Um, we don't want that. PD swag come in and also saying good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Also, Tommy came for me in a second. He said, Nick has a bit of TMZ in him. What? Then he's Nick Wright. Okay, good. I was uh, I was a little offended there for one second, just one millisecond. I'm like, oh, man, I well, didn't know what happened. Here it was fine, bomb. I always said, who was the talk show host where they'd get people to see, you know, the Jim Rome, the, the white trash show host where they try and get everybody to fight at the end. Oh, Mari. Mar Mari. It was before. It wasn't Mari. It was the other one, though. Oh, I don't know. Mari, but either way, it was like, that's just the shock jock thing. Just it's not my thing. Jerry. Jerry, yes, it was Jerry Springer. Jerry, Jerry Springer. That's okay. who I was thinking. It was Jerry Springer. Yep. And they make a lot of money trying to appeal to the dregs of humanity. Um, that's not for me. So, Nick, whoever. My that's, Nick is Nick Kendall. That. Well, I'm the people's Nick. I like to think of that. So it's a community here. <laughs> but uh, Gabe coming in saying, morning, lads. Good to see you. Also, PD Swag saying the fact Scott doesn't know who Nick Wright is is actually totally awesome. He's a chump. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, also, we got C. Patrick Havner coming in here with the stars. Thank you so much, C. Patrick Havner. We appreciate you always coming in consistently for us. You are not George. Uh, Jacob Foster is the silent one, but uh, you, you're you're the quiet one, maybe. So we appreciate you, yeah, C. Patrick. Sure. Mark Schrader. Hopefully everything's going well in your world, Mark. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for the support and stars. And I see orange flashing here with the Euro symbol in front of it, man. I'm not going to get that one wrong anymore. It says a BFB Vanner has all, th all three of That's the top. Pounds. Three. You just got it wrong. That's an L, not an E. Uh, did I say Euro? Okay, pounds. Closer to the L, it's a pound. Yes. A straight E is Euros. Yeah. Yes. 
I'm not going to get it wrong as I get it wrong. I get that's unbelievable. That's uh, <laughs> I, I I know, I know, I I, I, I sympathize. Oh man, too bad my wife wasn't here to see that because she'd got a kick out of that. Um, Broncos for breakfast banner has all three of the top three on PFF and four out of the five just need bulls for ham bulls in for Hamler. Um, or Hamler step ups become one of the top five. How about that? Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be big. I see what he's talking about here. Yeah, um, we. Man, Hamler the season being number one, wearing living up to his jersey number would be incredible, but it'll probably be Bulls. I think more likely, uh, Scott, we want to talk about that for a second since Ethan kind of led the witness on this one. So yesterday, yeah. Luke and I talked about uh, Pro Football Focus had an article where they listed the top three most important players or best players on the roster for every single team. And they listed the Broncos' top three were, of course, Russell Wilson, followed by Patrick uh, Sertan the second, and then Justin Simmons with honorable mention for Cortland Sutton and Garrett Bowles. Do you have any thoughts on that? Anybody missing? Would you have picked the same exact three or anybody that deserves to be highlighted? I, I might've gone Javante Williams. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, here's what's interesting to me. Cause I, I saw this with the Colts also. Uh, Quentin Nelson was ranked, I think 29th at guard by PFF. Yet they chose him as one of the Colts top three players way ahead of people. They had graded higher. So even PFS tells you, Take our rankings and grades with a grain of salt. Um, as I've said before, who's grading the graders? I've run national teams. It's impossible to have a uniform standard because there's bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and bias is always used in a negative connotation, and it's not. Bias is what makes us who we are. That's what makes up our personalities. Recognizing and accounting for your bias is how you try and become neutral. Yeah. Now, some grade... Some people grade differently. Everybody grades differently. Some are easy graders. Some are tough graders. So trying to do that across every player in the NFL is literally impossible. So even PFF is telling you, hey, take our grading with a grain of salt. Use the eye test. We're going to use subject objectivity here to say, hey, he's one of the best players, even if our grading didn't say he was. That's long story to get around to saying that's what they just told you about Pastor Pan also. Because yeah. Pat Sertan was about 40 in cornerbacks and uh, was named as one of the top three players. Yeah, that's uh, that's confusing. I'm I'm actually curious, who were the Colts' top three players? Because I, I, as good as Jonathan Taylor might be the best running back in football, mm-hmm. I think I would not list him as one of the top three because I would have uh, Darius Leonard, who's arguably the best linebacker in football, and uh, DeForest Buckner. Probably you can make an argument for him being the second best interior defensive lineman in football uh, ahead, ahead of the running back. Well, you're talking just pure best player, not necessarily most valuable. Forget all that kind of stuff. And when you've got a guy who did 50% more yards than the next guy and Jonathan Taylor, he's going to be on there. Quentin Nelson, uh, three-time pro bowler or four-time pro bowler, three-time all pro. And then Darius Leonard, um, by grades, Michael Pittman was one of those guys, you know, they've got stuff on Gilmore now. So they had plenty of people to choose for, but it was, it was Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Jonathan Taylor. Mm, that's almost too bad because uh, DeForest Buckner is amazing. And I feel like good interior defensive linemen, not named Aaron Donald, do not get enough credit. Then uh, DeForest Buckner is definitely one of those dudes. So uh, keep it going. And here, <laughs> Richard giving me a hard time saying, uh, see, the E equals E equals Europe. The L equals L equals London equals British Empire. Thank you very much. They both kind of look a little bit like E's, um, but um, I, I'll keep working on it. Um, I think I'm going to blame this one on the, uh, the coffee. Didn't... Uh, haven't had enough yet. Stayed up too late uh, watching uh, Stranger Things with the uh, the misses. Or the you have to watch. Things. You have to be old enough to remember Laverne and Shirley. Laverne always had an L on her on her sweater. So that that looks like the L. That looks like the curse of L. 
for okay. uh, for that. Just remember that one. And the E looks more. It, well, it looks like an E. They both kind of look like E's, but one is definitely an L. You weren't gonna gonna confuse that with the other one with an L. No. Yep. You're right. Um, <laughs> you're right on that one. Thank you so much. Uh, we have Gabe coming in saying morning lads. Thank you, Gabe. Also, Tommy coming in saying Browning, I think, is moving to edge because Evero has to find value from this linebacker core, and uh, he doesn't play an linebacker offense often on defense. So uh, yeah, let's get into that. Um, we have Mandango also coming in from Ecuador. Good to see you. Um, and also Jerry, Jerry. Hopefully we have that uh, chanting this uh, this year with uh, Jerry Judy uh, killing it. Um, so that'd be that'd kind of cool, me... actually. I'd love yeah. it. I'd love a Jerry chant at the uh, mile high. Make it happen. Jerry Judy, make it happen. You make yeah. it happen. No one coming off. Jerry. <laughs> that'd be amazing. I that'd mean, be, really, awesome. be so fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Get the chair. No. Um, hey, we're going to open it, it, after his first touchdown. We're going to open our next show that way. It's just to try and make it a thing. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, Jose coming for us both here saying, sorry, but man's you has got a Peyton Manning forehead. Me too. I mean, uh, we're the, the, five heads for the for your morning um so we're gonna lean into it here it's it's all this useless football knowledge packed in i was a wicked header of the football though of of playing soccer so lots of uh lots of room to aim for it looked worse though when i would have when i didn't put my hair up off of it and just had bangs going across it it was yeah it's better so you you know i could actually sell this space so you know what are we what do we want to put across here? It's if we need sponsorships or uh, or in 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 uh, in placement. Um, what do you call it? You know, products. You know, for mm-hmm. to just put in there. Just it could say you know, Cafe Brit right across here as a billboard. I that'd be great. Tattooed foreheads. They already got what is it? Mattress King or uh, whatever for the Broncos jersey. What I could green screen it and then run a scroll. That'd be a- that'd be interesting. You're you're onto something. Um, but uh, Mark Schrader coming in saying not uh, his mm. wife is not doing super great sitting here at a spine specialist now. Well, hopefully they uh, they figure things out and gets a little bit better there. Um, thinking about your wife, buddy, and uh, yeah, prayers and positive vibes sent your way and your uh, to you and your wife, Mark. Yeah, spine injuries that's not good. Uh, that's that's about as tedious and painful as it gets. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully a slip disc or something yeah. easily correctable, painful, but recovery on on the horizon yeah 100 uh, percent uh steve coming in saying good morning from bc british columbia if you're in uh, british columbia say uh hello um I'll, let me see that's north waving to you steve hope you're doing well um we appreciate you the notorious glp gary leeds palmer good to see you saying hey nick and scott my favorite pair to draw seriously i really appreciate you guys we appreciate you gary good morning to you mm-hmm. hopefully you're doing well hopefully uh your wife is uh doing well as well man i'll be uh all the wives having some issues falling apart here. That's typically the men that are supposed to be falling apart. What's going on? Oh, they're out there working while we're in here doing, you know, Broncos stuff. That's, you know, they're what? hurting their backs from carrying us men. That's what's going on. That's that's hundred percent correct. Uh, <laughs> Peter Middleton saying Ecuador to Cambodia, Broncos country is truly international. Absolutely. Got everybody coming here. And that's one of the cool things about the, uh, the morning uh, show as well, right? We definitely can hit on the European and Asia market more than the uh, evening show. So that's awesome. Um, also, we got Tommy saying, I want Manscapes printed in red on Scott's forehead. There we go. That's uh, that's prime real estate right there, buddy. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> Ethan or, uh, Ethan, liked that one. Bam X, good morning to you. And uh, here we go. My card is going to be messed up by my star streak. Oh, that's uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> Antonio Jones saying Stranger Things is great this season. I'm only three episodes in because we were out exploring the uh, Olympic Peninsula when it came out, but uh, enjoying it so far. 
Um, and, and, uh, and Lawrence oops, still came in with stars. Let me hit this real quick. Lawrence, Lawrence came in with stars. Uh, so your streak is intact as far as we are concerned. So, and then uh, something else kind of cool. Peter Middleton comes in. There's a badge on, he's a, a, a Facebook supporter. Um, not this one, this one says, you know that you love this one year subscriber anniversary button. So it does show up there. One year says 12 month subscriber. Very cool, Peter. That means you must've been first, first in line when, uh, when, uh, Chad and the, the boys took the huddle up pod mile high huddle Facebook page, uh, started offering different things. So, uh, thank you so much. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Um, and also Richard asking, trying to help. What does the dollar s stand for by the way i don't know if it's that um i honestly don't know uh cha-ching that's what it stands for it's I'm not gonna read for- it you know i don't i don't feel like being audited <laughs> but i think me and shackleford are of similar vein here do you get the right, rusty shackleford? <laughs> steve and sounds like uh Dale from a King of the Hill there. Rusty Shackelford. Let's get into it. Um, so we have some news, I guess, not breaking news, but stuff that's been talked about. And there's just been more and more information coming out that has been reaffirming it. And that is Broncos third round pick from 2021. Baron Browning sounds like he is making the full on transition to edge uh, this season. Uh, we had Nathaniel Hackett talked about it yesterday and we had Baron Browning actually take the podium yesterday, which, uh, Interesting. They put Baron Browning on the podium. It's uh, it's always worth uh, worthy. I think taking notes of who is being put up front uh, there and seeing Baron Browning get the uh, spotlight on. I guess it is day five of OTAs. A little bit down the pecking order, but still, uh, he's up there. So Baron Browning uh, moving to edge. Just initial thoughts off of that. I mean, it's again, like I said, it's been talked about for a bit, but we've been trying to understand because a lot of people, including myself, thought he looked pretty good at linebacker last year, and. On paper, at least, it looks like you have a lot of bodies at edge already. Yeah, I'm still not convinced it's a full-time move, though. I, I yeah. still think it's a you're going to see him in both positions, depending on situations. Um, you know, Hackett came out and made it sound like this is what we're doing. Uh, but that sound also sounds like it would be news to Baron Browning. He came out yesterday, first question. I kind of wanted to make the move, and they felt the same way. I don't know if this is something just for this period for right for right now but I'm making the most of it and working on it, just perfecting my craft every day. So again, find ways to get your best players on the field. That's, I still feel like that's what this is about because if he's your best inside linebacker, well, he's not your best edge rusher. Okay. If Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory are out there and healthy, those are your two best edge rushers. This is insurance. This is, we've got Bradley Chubb on a one-year deal. We've got Randy Gregory who is risky. This is insurance. We know what we can do with him at linebacker. Now, let's see if there's other ways we can get our best players on the field. So I'm still not 100% convinced that this is a full-time move, and it doesn't sound like he is either. But yes, this is happening right now for sure, because again, I'm, I'm going to call it it's a, it's a tremendous insurance policy. Plus, I love Jonas Griffith. I've said it a hundred times yeah. and it's been, it's, he's been the, he's been our silent one. And it sounds like he's starting to get, starting to make a little noise also as a, as a, a real possibility for playing time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, When Baron Browning came out, I uh, actually was a 
had very big questions about what his role would be and uh, thought it might, he might end up being at edge rusher given his explosiveness and uh, his tools that he had and how good he looked there at uh, the senior bowl as well. First, we got Colby C Collier coming in here with these stars over on Facebook. Thank you so much, Colby. Hope you had a good Memorial day weekend. Hey, it's Friday junior today or Friday Eve. So uh, let's celebrate. Um, weekend's going to be here before you know it. Everybody hope you're enjoying your, uh, hope you really enjoyed your three day weekend. The way it works for me, uh, at my job is that uh, we do enjoy the three-day weekends, but then they pack in all the visits for the weekend, four days instead of five days, and it's just chaos for me. But um, it's okay. It's been it's been a busy, long week. I'm exhausted. But uh, this is a little bit of reprieve for me, so we've been enjoying uh, talking football with you guys. But Browning, um, yeah, really interested to see his role there, interested to see how he looks. And, uh... Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. The 3-4 outside linebacker at this level. Um, I always thought it was a possibility when they drafted him, but last year I thought it was going to be more so, okay, he can't really process the information at linebacker. We can see he's an athlete, but his hips are turned the wrong way. Um, He's just not getting, he's not doing well with his run fits. Let's simplify it for him, put him closer to the line of scrimmage and have him be more of an attacking guy. Um, And that didn't seem to be the case last season for him. In my opinion, I thought he looked pretty well, all things considered at that linebacker spot. So to see him move now, that's what the head scratcher is for me. Cause originally I thought it was equal, equal possibilities. He'd go either direction, but well, um, and maybe he would have, if he had gotten a preseason last year, you would yeah. have seen some cross training last year. And that's what he mentioned about, you know, I wish I had had this entire time last year to get my body right for lack of anything else, just to, as he used the, the phrase to, to callous his body over. So he wasn't dealing with niggling injuries all season. Um, but again, uh, as Travis comes in, he says maybe Denver wants their versions of Parsons. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Uh, but I think it's a combination of several things. One, you feel good about your linebacker position. Two, you've got big risks at the edge position. Three, he's one of your most athletic players. How can we make sure we're getting him on the field? All of mm-hmm. that makes sense. And I just I don't think this is a permanent move. And you will see him play multiple roles. That's that's what I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to finding out what happens because again, he's one of your most athletic players. Find a way to get him on the field. I think I yeah. said that. That's that's what it, that's what it looks like is happening to me right now. Yeah, and uh, definitely there was arguments about uh, Parsons versus Browning as far as you know the premium uh, cost draft player versus you know getting him uh, day two. And uh, the Broncos went the day two route with getting Patrick Sertan. So hopefully that all works out for them. But a few more things on Browning here, just uh, digging through the archives uh, from when he was drafted on my end. But Peter Middleton first saying uh, Browning is better at edge. Hopefully so. Um, That'd be great. Uh, Look at the questions at edge versus the potential stability at linebacker. Jewel isn't getting moved. Sorry, Ethan. And uh, Griffith and Singleton have been uh, brought in for a reason. Yeah, the, we'll get into the Griffith-Singleton discussion here in a second because um, that's the other part of this, and Scott kind of touched on it a little bit already, but uh, we'll get into it. Um, we also have, a, it's good to see Jeremy in the house here. 
Jeremy is in jury duty. Um, where's the comment here? Yep. Happy Thursday, jury duty day three, trying to listen while I can. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, it's a lot of fun here. Also, we got uh, David Vasquez coming in here saying, what about Alexander Johnson talking about the linebacker group here? Uh, any thoughts on that one, Scott? Uh, I know that we kind of debated on that before. If he wants to come in for cheap and uh, they think Alex Singleton and Jonas got to go. Right now, you only have three linebackers that Jonas Griffith can go. Uh, excuse me. Um, Justin Strenod can go. See ya. Who, who cares? I kind you know, of he's... already moved him on in my mind. Yeah. I mean, you don't want, he's not coming in to take his spot. No. You know? So, Jewel, Griffith, uh, Singleton, one of those three would be benched at worst, at, at, at best, benched. Yeah. So, Alexander Johnson for me is a no. Uh, would have happened already. And he's holding out for a bigger paycheck. He got he was he was a little bit later start to the game, so mm-hmm. he hasn't earned the way some of the some other players that are his age group and experience have. So he's going to be looking for a bigger paycheck, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's still out there and you can have him for cheap, I don't see what the issue was would be. And also, you've paid Alex Singleton so little that mm-hmm. I can't imagine his dead cap would dead cap would be big. And let's say Alexander Johnson beats out uh, Singleton, and then Singleton's cut. Okay, la di da. You're out. What, like one point five million or something? Cool. Someone's got to go. Yeah, yeah. that's so some, one of those three would have to go for for uh, AJ to come back. It would probably be Singleton, uh, given how the contract is set up and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be against it. It would have to be very cheap. Um, but uh, I think you could definitely get some value there. Also, if you're looking to be a team that's going to be sending guys or dropping guys a lot, Alexander Johnson's one of the maybe not one of the best, but he was a really good a a gap blitzer um, for the Broncos there because he was not very good in coverage, but man at his uh, size length and power, he was amazing coming downhill as a mug. So it would be awesome to see what he's going to do there in that defense. Um, I feel a little bit bad for Alexander Johnson still being out there too, because he was fine. Um, He has limitations, but he was fine. Um, Oops. Sorry about that. Uh, We're clicking that one off. Uh, We have, uh, so let's get, yeah, let's keep getting into it. And Elias saying yes to AJ Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be great uh, to see him. I just don't on know there. that it's a fit right now for him financially or for the Denver Broncos. That's all. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be against it. He's a good player for sure. I just, I don't see it happening. Yep. Just like if, if they, if the Broncos had gotten a running back in the draft, we wouldn't have seen Melvin. I wouldn't expect Melvin Gordon to come back. It's just, it's full. The room's full right now for what AJ Johnson's going to want out of his career. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do not uh, disagree with you. I'm always for adding more talent if you can, but uh, you have to see what it looks like. Um, yeah, and we have uh, Peter Milton saying Johnson is waiting for injuries. Don't forget his age in comparison to others because he did get a late start to the game. Yeah, we'll definitely see there. Um, we have uh, Diamond Rattler coming in too. Hope you're doing well, Diamond, saying boom, let's go. Seen Diamond on Facebook, seen him on Twitch, and seen him on uh, now YouTube. So uh, Diamond's coming in, supporting us. I'm sure click and like on all of those areas. So we appreciate you. And, and naturally, say, we make a move for Muma. That's that's what needs to happen, as Ethan says. Muma. There Muma. we go. Do I look fat in this? No. How do I <laughs> look? Great. She prettier than me? No. Who do we need on the team? Muma. It's just a reflex. It just you just say it. Muma. Got to do it. Got to do it. Um, awesome. Well, we also got uh, Nick uh, coming in saying PS2 picked off Russell in practice. Yes, he did. Also, I saw that uh, that was two days ago. Yesterday, um, we had. Michael Ojemudia had an interception and uh, Justin Simmons had an interception. So uh, keeping track on, I don't know who the uh, exact quarterback was in those ones, but you know, worth, worth noting there as much as anything is worth noting in OTAs. Uh, so getting back to Browning, I had a few uh, old tweets here um, just from when he was uh, coming out 
and uh, talking about his possibility at edge. And I have a quote here from uh, Mike Renner, who is over at Pro Football Focus, who's got a lot of connections in the league. Uh, I think he's the main draft analyst over there at Pro Football Focus or lead, whatever they want to call his title, um, said that uh, last year, this was a tweet from May 8th, 2021, uh, saying that multiple teams uh, in the NFL think Browning winds up as a stand-up edge for his best position in the NFL. Um, Browning also said that he is more comfortable at edge, so he's going to get a chance at both of them next year. And also just a lot of talk about Browning's ability uh, as a stand-up edge um, in a defense where he can off play a jack sort of role, where he can either come and attack downhill or be a drop in uh, drop in the coverage player from that 3-4 Sam alignment. So uh, definitely there's been some movement there in the past, but it's happening now and also talking about Browning before the draft saying he was more comfortable at the edge rather than the off ball kind of goes hand in hand with him uh, saying yesterday in his press conference that he wanted to make the move to that stand-up edge rusher position as well versus the stack linebacker position. Yeah. Um, moving on on that one. Oh, here we go. Here's a silent one. Here he comes in. Um, I, I was actually looking at, I, I apologize, appreciate you, Jacob. I was actually looking, I got distracted by this question mm-hmm. from Tyler Rogers. I know it's early, but who's on the bubble for being cut on the DBs? And it's tough just because there's going to be 90 guys on the roster right now. You know, yeah. so I'm looking at the roster. I'm like, I don't even know who some of these guys are. Um, Easier to say who stays. Yeah. You know, bless Austin. You know, is is that somebody that that you're thinking is going to stay? Fayon Hicks, rookie. So maybe Deion Lewis. Uh, Jaquan McMillan, another rookie. Um, that ends up being a, a little, a little tough for those guys for the corners. Yeah, um, I mean, but, but uh, Jacob, again, thank you for coming in with the support, as always, my friend. Yeah, appreciate you. Uh, absolutely. And uh, we also had a question here from PD Swag about who's going to make it. Is Oju Moody mm-hmm. going to make the roster? Yes, Oju Moody is going to make the roster. Oju Moody is going to be pushing for playing time uh this year i mean heck he could even end up being the dimebacker uh they were trying to try uh put him there last year uh competing with uh caden stearns and patrick Sertan there last off season as that uh, box defensive back kind of look and oj moody has got a decent you know he's got a decent frame uh for that cornerback spot so uh he's definitely gonna make the roster i would say he's about as safe as anybody um in that regard you have damari mathis oj moodya kwan williams patrick Sertan, and ronald darby those guys are safe after that question marks across the board mm-hmm. net safety. Um, I would say that who is safe at safety, Kareem Jackson, Pat, uh, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Caden Stearns, uh, Delarin Turner, yell after that question marks, PJ lock, maybe J.R. Reed, maybe Jamar Johnson, maybe we'll see. Um, but, uh, those are the ones that uh, I think are pretty darn safe. Yeah. So there's, there's just a lot of guys. Remember, I mean, there's 40 players that aren't going to make the active roster on this. So there's going to be a lot of cuts that, that come in. And a lot of these guys that are brought in, they're just brought in, you know, safe, safe, but they're camp bodies and they're going to earn a paycheck for a little while and hopefully be able to show enough to land a job somewhere else, but they're not meant to be on the 53 and that's okay. That's okay. You need, you need the, you need the bodies out there to get the work in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, You're correct on that one. So uh, back to, Back to Browning. Um, we talked about it. Where where would you put him in the pecking order of the edge room right now? Because it sounds third. like they third. So you think mm-hmm. he is going to be over Nick Benito, who they just drafted in the second round. You think mm-hmm. he's going to be over Jonathan Cooper, who uh, played decently well last year, and Malik Reed, um, mm-hmm. who we're talking about trade bait here. People need to be traded. I think Malik Reed is the one who, if you can get anything for him, given he only has one year of control left, et cetera, et cetera, you'd be very happy uh, to move right. him out for a pick. Um, but careful third, with that. 
Careful with that thing. Um, third, uh, third. So if I've got third and 12 and Gregory and Chubb need a breather, I might go Benito first. But if it's it's the fourth series in the second quarter and I'm running out there on first and 10 and Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb need a breather mm-hmm. and I'm going to play, you know, every down type, I, Browning would be my next guy out more than likely. I think the versatility is there. The strength is there off the edge. He's going to get plenty of work there. He's he's bigger and more athletic than Jonathan Cooper. Just needs a yeah. little bit of experience. We know he's going to hold up to the run better than than uh, Benito right now. Yeah. And I think he's just overall a better football player than Malik Reed. So I would put him third. Honestly, I would. Wow. Which is one of the reasons why you want to put him there. Now the question is, is he first at linebacker? Um, at one of the two linebacker spots, inside linebacker spots, if you're playing two inside. Yeah. Hey, that's... You probably will still see some snaps of him in there in alignment. Maybe I think some of it's going to look more of a, like a, I keep saying mug. Do you guys know what a mug is? Like you can't answer me, but it's kind of the, when a linebacker stands up like directly over the a gap of the center. So rather than playing at the second level, they're lined up at the line of scrimmage, ready to press that gap and uh, put that center in a bind. Cause if they're coming, the center is going to obviously have to react because it's from like point blank versus dropping into coverage. And then the center is going to have to analyze and the guard also uh, where the pressure is coming from. So that's something you could see a bit from him. And some of the more uh, now that it's something he's making the full transition to edge. I was curious about him playing more of a hybrid position at that. And uh, some names that stuck out. Micah Parsons is one of them that people have mentioned, um, but other names that uh, have been really good as far as a hybrid linebacker edge. One of them is uh, Leonard Floyd has done a lot as kind of a, hybrid uh, position like that. Bruce Irvin, another one kind of playing a four, three when, it, when they're in four, three base playing that salmon and then walking down to edge. And uh, some more recent ones are Jamie Collins, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Kyle Van Noy and uh, Anthony Barr. Uh, so definitely some versatile pieces. This isn't, you know, groundbreaking uh, for the Broncos with Barry and Browning. There's been some versatile edge rushers slash stack linebackers that do a little bit of both. And uh, depending on what's needed in personnel wise or the defense year to year, get moved around. But uh, I am a little bit surprised to hear you say Baron Browning at three. I am eager to see the camp battle between him and specifically Nick Benito. And you know, guys, before the draft, I was not as high on Nick Benito. I talked myself into it some, uh, mainly because his twitch and his bend are rare and he fell to the end of the second round for a reason, right? You're not going to be able to get a first round caliber pass rusher there. Um, But uh, Browning versus Nick Benito, I don't think is as a, this is obviously going to be Nick Benito. And obviously you said Browning is going to win that battle between those two. Uh, or an every down guy early in the season, yeah. you know, as, as, but you know, in, in three years, maybe not. Uh, but yeah. for, again, if it's first and 10, if it's second and eight, if it, then I want Browning out there. I, yeah. I do. If it's, uh, if it's, you know, third and 12, I'd probably go Benito. He's a little bit more explosive. He's got more experience rushing the passer. A lot of those guys you mentioned to me, they don't, they seem, I know Anthony Barr and Leonard Floyd and Bruce Irvin, those guys are all a little bit longer as far as, uh, you know, height, weight uh, type guys than, than Browning. Browning, man, he's got the prototypical inside linebacker build. That's, that's part of the question. It's like, why are we doing this again? Um, you know, cause he's, he could be so good at inside linebacker, but you know, at the top of the show, we answered all the reasons why you're doing it. It's because you've got questions at edge and you've got a really explosive athlete in Browning. You want to find a way to make sure you're getting them on the field, especially if you're using a scheme that's not going to prioritize multiple inside linebackers. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent correct there. And uh, Browning, he tested like a freak of the combine. You guys know that, but uh, just, I 
putting him in mock draftable right now and seeing what his athletic measurements are. And while he is small uh, for an edge linebacker, you know, six foot three, 245 pounds is only in the sixth percentile. His testing is uh, elite one, five, six, four, a uh, 10 yard split, 94th percentile, a uh, 40 yard dash of four, five, six in the 94th percentile vertical jump of 40 inches is 96th percentile. Broad jump of 130 inches is 97th percentile. Three cone, 678, 98th percentile. 20 yard shuttle, 422 is 88th percentile. I mean, his spider graph outside of the the size is uh, incredible um, because of the athleticism there. Better than Nick Benito. Doesn't mean he has the twitch. Doesn't mean he has the burst on tape that Nick Benito does. Uh, need to see that actually play out. But uh, the athletic traits do project him to be a pretty darn good edge rusher. The one that I have a little bit of, oh, I wish he was a little bit better at this, the length. Only 32nd percentile in arm length, but with the athleticism, versatility, could be fine there. Well, in, in Brooklyn, official music comes says they better sign AJ, Johnson, AJ back then, um, Alexander Johnson. Um, actually, for me, it says the opposite. If uh, if you had questions at linebacker and thought you needed to bring another guy in, you, you wouldn't be experimenting with Baron Browning at edge. Mm -hmm. So this to me is another indicator that, Hey, we're okay at the linebacker position. We're okay at inside linebacker. Uh, we want to make sure we can get Browning out there. So to me, it's another indictment on the, 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 uh, the linebacker room. We're good. We're good there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, I'm going to have to start wrapping it up here, but uh, Peter coming in saying, so let's say after four games, Browning has three sacks, Benito three, Chubb three. Is that a negative for Chubb? What does Chubb need to get a new contract? Every single sack tells a story. Um, so it would depend on what those look like. You could have Benito getting three cleanup sacks on third and 15 to close out games where Chubb sacks were in the first half on like first downs, you know, like those sacks are harder to come by. Um, so uh, I think it's uh, Brandon Thorne who does a lot of good trench work as an analyst uh, does like a true sack uh, statistic where it's not, he, he watches every single sack individually and uh, assesses whether they were just, you know, clean up part of like coverage or bad play by the offensive line versus one where the pass rusher really wins. Um, and um, that'd be something that every single sack will tell a different story. So sorry to give a nuanced answer to that, but you know, your numbers are so small there uh, that uh, you probably want to see what every single individual one looks like. Well, another part I'm looking at that, Peter, <clears throat> is uh, I started doing the math on that. I'm like, that's nine sacks in four games. So yeah. multiply it by four and call it 36, round up for an extra game, and you're at 38 sacks. 38 sacks for three guys? You're not complaining about anything. Yeah. <laughs> you're uh, you're pretty happy, and you probably want to bring all of those guys back. Um, but that would be uh, – those 38 sacks would have ranked you, you know, middle of the pack last year. The Broncos only had 36 all of last year. So – after four games, I'm not expecting um, those three guys or really any three guys to have three sacks apiece. Um, spread them out a little bit more because, again, they're not the only guys. You're not going to just get all your sacks from three players. So, you know, that said, we were talking about a, a little bit more fun attacking type defense. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers had 55 sacks, the Vikings with 51, the Rams with 50. Um, I want to see I want to see the Broncos up in that area a little bit more. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be more fun. Uh, pressure wins games and the Broncos were dreadful at pressure last season. Um, but being able to pressure with four though, that's, you know, that's man. That's how you become a, a, a really top tier defense yep. is if you, if you can get it with your front four and you know, if you're running a three, a three, four, you've got five on the line, one drops into coverage. However, you're rushing four. if you can get yep. four and get pressure on the quarterback, you will be an elite defense. 100%. That's what they're going for. Um, but uh, don't want to do it with just a static front. So that's why you have a little bit more simulated pressure world, which Benito, Chubb, all these guys, uh, 
Gregory and uh, Browning all point to that. So we're going to get on out of here pretty soon. Um, but uh, we have Tommy Simmers coming in saying if they're comfortable moving Browning to edge, is that then then is that telling for Josie? I've heard he's had a, you know, a really good camp. I think it is telling for Josie. And Ethan, I'm sorry, you're going to have to cover your ears here. Uh, you can get in your special teams comment now. But uh, Josie is the glue of that linebacker room right now. Um, but we knew that going in. I think this is has more to do with there it is uh, he's killing special teams tommy we knew it would come um but uh, i think this has much more to do with uh how excited they are about jonas griffith and i kept hearing you know, telling you guys on the show you probably can find 100 clips of it but uh some contacts with the team kept saying you know jonas griffith this guy's really impressive to us uh he's been standing out and we saw it last year limited sample size but to close the season he looks really damn good at the uh, second level of the defense as a stack linebacker still extremely young um also a height weight speed freak athlete as well Undrafted free agent, but undrafted because of his path to the league. Uh, was homeschooled until his senior year of high school. Only got a scholarship offer to uh, Indiana State, and then uh, which plays you know it's very small uh, school football, and uh, went undrafted. But the athleticism, the tools, and the the tape last year, limited sample size, but the tape last year, on top of the buzz coming from Inda Valley, uh, all really stands out. Yeah, I um. You know, I was just thinking, you know, what good comes out of Indiana State? Um, obviously, you know, Larry, Larry Ledger came out of there. One of my good friends played at Arizona, uh, Indiana State. So um, oh, cool. near, and, near and dear to the heart. There's more than one way to get there, for sure. People develop at different levels. Um, it, it usually happens on the lines of scrimmage. Yeah. You know, I joke that, that, you know, the skill players are born and linemen are built. When they're going through Monday Night Football, you know, you'll get to the skill players. You'll be like, LSU, Alabama, Ohio State, USC. Then they go across the line of scrimmage and like Central Michigan, Indiana State, uh, Alcorn State, you know, just just all of these uh, the schools that are just again, they come from different times. Look at your own. Look at your own team and, and go go across the trenches and then go across the skill players. And it's mostly big schools at the skill positions. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Um, and uh, final bit here, Peter, Peter Middleton, before we get on out of here, uh, Singleton, any news? I My assumption here with Alex Singleton is he is a very high floor player for them. Obviously, he's led the Eagles in tackles uh, two years in a row, and uh, he can come in. If, if if the stack linebacker spot proves to be too much for Jonas Griffith or Josie Jewell has injury, you can bring in Singleton. You kind of know what you're going to get from him. He's not really going to be much of a difference maker, but he's also not going to kill you from being in the wrong spot. Uh, he's going to find his way around the football and make some plays for you in that regard. So yep, a single 10 programming guy. note just to uh, to close us out before Nick gets us out of here is uh, Travis comes in with some stars and says a great podcast this morning. Looking forward to tomorrow morning with Carl Mecklenburg on the Legends Amazing. of Mile High podcast that starts a half hour earlier. So that is seven o'clock mountain, um, nine o'clock Eastern. So you can nine a.m. So you can you can watch it on demand, obviously, and, uh, you know, get your questions in after the fact if, if you'd like to. And then tonight on the huddle up pod will be Zach and I at six o'clock uh, mountain time. Yep, absolutely. Um, and uh, finally, we do have uh, Heath coming in and saying hello, Nick and Scott just caught the end of the show this morning. Go Broncos country. Uh, thank you so much, Heath. We appreciate you. We're going to get on out of here, guys. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of you. Make sure you're following Scott on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at MHI. Wait, this is the wrong one. What's going on here? That's wrong. Um, follow us at BFB underscore. That's what's going on. There we go. Wow. Uh, we got the L there for we got 50 Londons coming in. Oh, it's pounds, actually. Excuse me. Um, coming in saying a great show, gents. Have a great weekend, everyone. Hashtag BFB. Hashtag the closer. Thank you so much, Ethan. We appreciate you. And uh, 
You're not going to get a Josie Jewel special teams comment out of me, but uh, anything else, you know, let me know. Um, we appreciate you, Ethan. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everything is going well for you over there in uh, London. Um, make sure you guys are following us at BFB underscore pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, check out the uh, merch store at huddleuppod.com. Check out the gear. We got all the hats in the world. We got the fine coffee mugs. We have a lot of people in here saying that uh, Broncos for Breakfast is their favorite duo, which is very nice. But if you you know support us, uh, make sure you go out there, uh, get the Broncos for Breakfast mug with where they actually spelled my name right, which is shocking. Um, nobody ever does. And, they screwed uh, up mine, though. No, I'm just kidding. Who's Scoot? They screwed up your first name. <laughs> it's Scoot. No, uh, yeah, no, get the mug, uh, send us a picture on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, um, uh, support us. And that would be really helpful. Also make sure you join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath, if you guys haven't done so yet on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe, like, and share. Uh, we'd appreciate that so much. And also stars coming in from Colby before we get on out of here. CCC saying nice, nice to you, Colby. We appreciate the support. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of different great content producers in general in the Broncos sphere, football sphere, and at Mile High Huddle. Um, but Scott and I really do appreciate when you guys come in and support uh, these morning shows for uh, Broncos for Breakfast. And uh, we'll be live again next Tuesday. And I guess I won't see you guys again until next Tuesday. Um, so I, I get a little break now. This is great. Um, MHI on uh, Wednesday nights now. But uh, we will see you guys over on. Uh, ooh, we need a word count between Nick and Kim. Do both of us just kind of. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I talk very fast. Um, I listen to my podcast in two times speed. So uh, that's probably one of the reasons that happens. A lot of my intake of content is very fast indeed. Um, but, uh, you know, we can maybe have a rap battle. Um, it's fast, bro. I do talk fast. Um, we appreciate you guys though. We're going to get on out of here. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share on YouTube. And, uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. Scott, what's the rest of your day looking like? I don't know. Um, I've got, I feel like there's something going on today. There's always something going on today. Got a little softball practice and then a little baseball practice. And then the, the tournaments, softball and baseball tournaments kick off on the weekend. So it's actually fairly quiet, I think, right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, uh, we'll take that. Um, and uh, yeah, I do talk fast, especially getting on out of here. It's like the, uh, it's the end of the ad read where, you know, may cause heartburn, anal sleep, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Death. <laughs> Oh, what, what did you say? Death? No, 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 no. We'll go back to the person having a great time because they had Man, dry the side effects are worse than the freaking disease. Yep. Yeah. Gotta I don't know if anybody sells anything like that anymore with all the liability concerns. Good Lord. Sign here. Don't read. Sign here. Um, but uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure you're tuning in tonight for the Huddle Up podcast. And also make sure you guys are tuning in tomorrow morning for Carl Mecklenburg over with Thomas, which is going to be an absolute hoot. Um, don't let Carl Mecklenburg hear my linebacker takes. Um, that's all I can say. Because uh, <laughs> I don't want him coming for me. No. He could just move to a different position, though. We played seven of that's them. That's true. That's true. Uh, talk about, man, I hope Thomas asks him about some Browning questions as well. Um, but also, Tam, uh, Travis saying, switch to decaf, Nick. Ha! Good joke. Never happened. And Jeremy saying, watch Top Gun. It's on the list. Got to finish Stranger Things first. But it's going to happen. Um, it is going to happen. Yeah, uh, the Stranger Things to- episodes are as long as Top Gun. They are about an hour and 20 about an hour each. 20. The thing is, I don't want spoilers from stranger things. If it's at this point, yeah, I kind of know that's what, that's what happens when you, you spend, you follow too many people on, on Twitter. No, nobody <laughs> I follow talks about stranger things. Nobody. 
I'm just going to start tweeting about it now. Well, and I also use multiple accounts for different mm. my different interests. So I use different accounts. So I have a soccer account. I've got my regular account. I've got a Falcons account. So I, uh, I, I separate those. So it makes it easier. If I don't want to find out what the score of the game was, I just don't go on that one. You guys should see Scott's anime account. It's pretty darn cool. Off the hook. <laughs> Off the hook. All right, guys. Uh, we appreciate you. We will see you later. You guys have a great rest of your week. And uh, happy Thursday to you. Choose kindness, choose compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 